If you're looking for some self-care tools for a loved one, for yourself, maybe a gift for a favorite teacher, a fellow teacher, I have a surprise for you. My Etsy shop has been updated and I have the breathing deck and the mindfulness deck finally back in stock. I was waiting like four or five months to finally get these back in stock. These supply chain issues are insane, but they are here. And the breathing deck in particular is going really quickly. And I don't know when I'm going to have them back in stock again once these sell out. So make sure you get over there and check that out and claim your set before supplies run out. My Etsy is linked in the show notes for this episode. And you can also get there uh, by visiting thecalmclassroom.etsy.com. And you can use code PODCAST, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, for $5 off your order. Teachers, make sure you have a pen and paper handy, because you are definitely going to want to take notes for this episode. Our guest today is an absolute genius when it comes to something that most teacher training programs don't actually prepare us for. Yep, you guessed it, behavior management. Our guest is going to be sharing practical tips and strategies, and if you're looking for even more support, she has also developed a course that is incredible, and that is linked in our show notes. I have taken it myself and have learned so much. It's broken up into bite-sized videos and PDFs, and also comes with a course workbook that is like, seriously, my new behavior management Bible. I had so much fun speaking to our guest, and I learned so much, and I know you will too. So let's go ahead and get started. Hi, welcome back to the Calm Classroom podcast. We are so excited to be here today with Claire English. She is an amazing teacher trainer and the founder of The Unteachables on Instagram, which is one of my absolute favorite pages. Welcome, Claire. We're so happy for you to be here with us today. Oh, thank you, ladies. It's so nice to be here. Thank you for having me on. Oh my gosh, of course. I would love to hear a little bit just before we dive into questions, just a little bit more about you. What is your current role? Tell us about yourself. Uh, Yeah, no worries. So, um... I guess my whole kind of experience in education has been managing really challenging behaviours in schools and I think I've just naturally kind of fallen into those roles. Um, I started teaching 12 years ago back in Australia in like a really low socioeconomic area. Um, I moved to London about four years ago and since then I've been working at a SEMH school. I don't know if you know much about SEMH needs but um, I think they call something different in the US but it's social, emotional and mental health needs. So I've kind of fallen into that particular niche of education. Um, but, yeah, just across different <laughs> different countries, I've just kind of constantly fallen into these roles that I'm just managing really challenging behaviours. And through that I've seen how much teachers struggle with it and how much there is a desperate need for quality support and quality training around it. And, I mean, spanning two countries, I haven't found it. So, um I just thought I'd be it. <laughs> I'm so passionate about it. So I thought that I would just create something that clearly is so needed in the in the space. Oh my gosh, it totally is. That's like the one huge gap that my teacher preparation program had was how yeah. do you actually like apply everything you've learned when you're dealing with all of these behaviors simultaneously? Mm-hmm. It was like yeah. really shocking. Like yeah. when I first went into the classroom, like how little I was ready for that. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. 
For sure. Yeah, I definitely relate to um, kind of just falling into those roles as well. I mean, as a social worker specifically as well, I'm usually matched with <laughs> with the, the kids who are having more challenges. So yeah. definitely relatable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is your current role? Are you still in the classroom? Yeah, so I'm actually an assistant principal of um, a social emotional mental health high school. Oh, so um, I teach boys that are from year seven through to year 13. Um, so I'm still in the classroom. I'm still an English teacher. Um, being at a very small school, I have to wear so many hats. <laughs> so yeah. I'm an English teacher. I'm the assistant principal. I'm in charge of the children who are in care. Um, so there's a bunch of different things that I do at my school. But, yeah, I think the fact that I can still be in the classroom, be a senior leader and you know, do what I love to do with my staff as well as still kind of dip my toes in. Um, it's a really good role for me at the moment, to be honest. Yeah, no, that's really cool. And it's cool to have like a school leader that actually still has their like finger on the pulse of teaching. Like yeah, they're very really aware cool. of like what's going on in the classroom. Yeah, so needed, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so important. Yeah, so many... Um, like unfortunately a lot of administrators that I've had to work with like are just really out of touch with like what's actually happening in the classroom especially the past few years like just because circumstances are just so crazy and so different than what I don't know yeah it's been a lot yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah um how did you come up with the name the unteachables what was that story oh I don't know if you had the same issue when you were starting your Instagram, but I was just brainstorming so many different ideas. And I guess it just, I wanted something that paid paid homage to those kids who teachers would deem as unteachable um, mm-hmm. because they're the kids that I've always worked with and they're the kids that I've always had a knack for working with and I've been able to turn things around with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to turn that on its head and kind of play on that that concept and just try to bust that myth that kids are inherently bad and difficult because they're like, that's not the case. So even though my page is called the unteachables, everything that I'm posting is obviously the opposite of that. And is to teach people that, you know, they have so much worth and so much value and you can work with them and they just need that extra bit of support. Um, I also just wanted to encapsulate my mission. Like my mission really is supporting teachers to feel confident and feel empowered to get in the classroom and tackle those challenging behaviours. Um, those kids have a very special place in my heart and obviously I've mm-hmm. got a specialty in working with them. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to find a name that kind of was an umbrella for all of those things that I wanted to put out there and to do and to have as my mission. And it's so weird, though, because you start an Instagram and you just don't know where it's going to go. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that'll do. That name will do. And I think a year a year down the line and 24,000 followers, I'm like, I don't know if that was the perfect name, but I'm just going to roll with it now. And I actually, <laughs> you know, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's me now. Yeah. I like, I mean, I think that is, like you said, like, that's how a lot of, like, a lot of teachers and other providers see them and, and they can feel that too. So it's really important Mm -hmm. to be that person who gives them a different experience and then also teaching like other providers to do the same. Mm -hmm. It's so crucial for their success. Mm -hmm. And it really does like encapsulate like what it is that you post, like you're posting very specific, helpful strategies, a lot of which I have applied in my own classroom with like great success. So thank you. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. I also, um, I was totally like stalking your Instagram one day. (laughs) As we do. Yes. (laughs) I love the series that you did on things you don't 
uh, or things they don't tell you in teacher training. What are, would you say, your top three tips for somebody who is just starting out in the field? Oh, I, yeah, I did love that series. And I always plan to go back and do some more, but I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to flog it too much. <laughs> I didn't want to put too many out there. Um, oh, there's so many things, but I think just being an absolute sponge to everything. I think that when you start out, you don't get the support necessarily that you need, even if you're in a place that, you know, isn't very supportive, isn't very helpful, you can still learn through the negative because I've got a lot of teachers that um, reach out to me through my Instagram and say, like, that's all well and good, you know, I'm trying to learn everything that I can in my current school but I'm not getting help, I'm not getting support. Yeah, I don't know what to do. And I had a um, a prac, like I don't know what you call it in the US, but when I was on my teacher training I went into schools and um, mm-hmm. I had this mentor that was shocking like I was literally told like don't be seen don't be heard to sit in the library and even through those experiences you can learn from the negative so I think just being a sponge to everything is my number one um getting your mindset in check because we don't don't get prepared we don't know what we're going to be embarking on um so those early stages of your career are just about like that growth and that trial and error and rapid learning so you don't need to do it all and be it all. It's so easy for new teachers to look at teachers who have been teaching for 10 years and go, well, why can't I be that? Why can't I be all over everything? Why am I struggling with behaviour? Why is that kid speaking to me in that way? Well, you haven't had the opportunity yet to hone your craft and you just need time to do it. Um, so, yeah, just getting your mindset in check and realising that it's okay to be a noob and just kind of still be working it out. And um, the third one is, and it's a big one, I was going to post about this one actually, is don't feel like you have to adopt a teacher personality that's authoritative and harsh. A lot of new teachers go into a classroom and go, okay, they'll walk all over me if I'm not this particular certain way. And I know so many beautiful teachers who have these beautiful souls and then they kind of completely counteract that mm-hmm. with this personality they're trying to adopt that just doesn't work for them and it doesn't work for the kids either. Um, I think that being yourself and being vulnerable and leading with your heart, yeah. you get so much more out of the students and you have so much more success. And it's just such a new teacher thing to do where they get so worried about what the behaviours are going to be and they're taught to, you know, do these punishments, have that chart, do X, Y and Z to get behaviours under control. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just being yourself and you're allowed to lead with your heart. You don't have to lead with this harsh personality. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely finding that balance because, you know, like building rapport is so important, especially with working Mm -hmm. with those kids who need that extra push for connection and stuff like that. I think like the balance can be really difficult to find, you know, Mm -hmm. and it could go the other way too, where people want to be like, you know, cool and relaxed and it's hard to absolutely uh, yeah. correct from that mm-hmm. sometimes. Too. You still need to be boundary. You still yeah. need to have those expectations. You still exactly. need to be their teacher totally. and not their friends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, that was totally my first year teaching. I was like, oh, I'm going to go in. I'm going to be the cool teacher. Like yeah. I'm going to have my lunch <laughs> and I'm going to have all these tutoring hours after school and just trying to do like the absolute most, but also <laughs> be like really kind of like almost peer level support with my students because they were older and I was really young. And so we weren't that far apart in age, but like it, uh, yeah, it just did not go well. They were walking (laughs) all over me. And then I swung totally the other way where I was all of a sudden like really harsh Mm -hmm. and like really 
I don't know, just not myself. Um, when really it's like, if I had just walked in from the start and like known exactly what my boundaries were and like had, yeah, like you said, led with love and just showed them who I was, I probably would have been like so much better off. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, those are really good pieces of advice. Same with the, um, I love how you said, like, just be a sponge. Like that's so much of like learning is like on your feet, watching what Mm -hmm. other teachers are doing. Like, yeah, just, yes. Trying to be like reflective about your own practice and like, what is working? Like, what is not working? What can I try next time? How can I tweak this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, those are really good. Um, have you ever struggled with like a particular student or class? Like maybe a more extreme case? And if so, how did that look? And were you able to turn it around? Um, Well, like the field I'm in at the moment is literally the most extreme behaviours you could ever imagine. Mm -hmm. Um, We deal with the most complex students in London. So definitely every single day is a challenge. Yeah. There's a one. There's one particular class. I actually speak about them in my course. There, I call them like the class that may be the teacher that I am. Um, <laughs> like, of course, like my whole career, I've worked in schools with a lot of challenging behaviours. I would say most classes that I've had, I've dealt with challenging behaviours and challenging students. Um, but this class was notoriously difficult. Even the so I was in my first year of teaching. And even the most experienced teachers in the school would be like that class is, you know, disrespectful, they're awful, um, they're unteachable, like just the way they spoke about this class. And it was, it was absolute utter chaos. You'd walk yeah. past this class, you know, going to the toilet or something and like there'd just be utter chaos coming from wherever they were in the school. Um, so just little of me having no experience going, how in the world am I going to teach them? And I didn't for a long time, you know, like six months into the year, I'm like drowning in it. I would go into the staff room, lay down. We'd call it liquefying at the end of the day. So like literally just falling out of our chairs because we're just so overwhelmed with everything. And um, one day this boy came back for an alternative provision and obviously they chucked him into the class. It was already really challenging. They chucked this other student who had just gone out, you know, like so obviously they put him into this class. And I remember doing all the tricks in the book that, you know, you kind of, you do because they've been modelled to you your whole life. You know, you do the punitive punishments because that's what you remember from school. You kind of fall back on the things that mm-hmm. have been modelled to you or you remember or, like, you're just desperately, like, wanting something or needing something. I remember sitting in front of this boy because I kept him back um, for a detention and I just looked at him and I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, and I just said, I'm sorry. Like, I just, I didn't know what to say to him. I didn't know what to do anymore. I felt like crying. He looked just dishevelled. He looked unhappy. He looked miserable. Um, And I just apologised to him. And I didn't know why I apologised. And he looked at me a little bit confused, like, as you do. Like, why is my teacher saying sorry to me? I've just, you know, caused absolute havoc during the lesson, expecting nothing but, you know, an absolute hiding from me. Um, But it was in that moment I just looked at him and I'm like, you're just a human being and we're just trying to get through this together. And obviously you're going through something because you wouldn't be doing this if you weren't. Um, And from that moment, I'm like, no, this class, like every single one of these kids, they might be so challenging together, but every single one of them has something about them that I can love. Mm -hmm. And I just went in there every single day with the intention. I mean, like I'm a high school teacher, so I only had them three times a week. So you can turn it around having three times a week as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I just went in there every single time I had them. And I just wanted them to know that they could be the best class in the school. We could be a family and a team and we could do anything that the other classes could do. 
So I'd go in there and I'd do mantras with them. I set expectations with them, like we did class expectations. Um, I made them feel like they could actually achieve, like mm-hmm. like through yeah. every little thing that I tried to do with them every single day. And it took so much time, but it was through me investing in their, the, like every single one of them personally. Yeah. Um, that's how I kind of started to see the shifts and see that turn around. And by the end of the year, like I couldn't believe how different it was. I don't know if you guys have heard the, um, I think it's called the 10 to method. So it's like for 10 days you invest in a child for two minutes and have a chat with them. Oh. Well, I guess that was, that was this, but like kind of on steroids because I was doing it for that three days a week and I was doing everything that I possibly could. Mm. Um, and by the end of the year, we'll bring in blankets and pillows and making forts to read in. Yeah. So like, and now like they were in year seven at the time and I still like I taught them every single year until they finished school. They left in year 12. Some of them have babies now. They still talk oh to me. Um, it's That's just beautiful. Horrible. Like they really did change who I was as a teacher and it's because I kind of just stopped and went, what am I doing here? What am I doing with these kids? Mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything that works. No one's doing anything that works. So we have to just try something else. And it was just getting to know them as humans, you know? Yeah. 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 No, that's like, that's really powerful. It's like, yeah, that's where the biggest difference like you can make is, is like actually looking at each and every one of your students and, you know, just figuring out what makes them tick and like what is going to motivate them and, and seeing their humanity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of your big goals for the unteachables? I know that you just released a course, which I definitely want to hear a little more about. So excited. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm like blown away by the response to the course. I'm really, really excited about it. So it's called that'll teach them. Um, and that kind of obviously plays on the whole idea of like, oh, that'll teach them. Just do that. You know, just that'll teach them a lesson. <laughs> um, and <laughs> So it's all about developing teachers from like kind of the root understanding of what behaviour is. So I go through attachment theory and choice theory and everything about like the neuroscience of behaviour and then I go into like a behaviour management kind of um, strategy that I've developed that is kind of in in alignment with all those things and it's kind of rooted in those teachings. Um, So I'm just so excited about it. And it's just filling this huge knowledge gap between what we're actually taught in university and teacher training and then the reality of the classroom, going in that room, going, what the hell am I doing? Um, When I first started my Instagram, I had like two followers and the first post I ever did was, I think I said something like, I'm here to make your classroom experience a little less sink and a little bit more swim because I think we do get chucked in and we're just like kind of forced Mm -hmm. to swim or sink. Um, and my mission's kind of stayed true from that day, and that's exactly what this course is. And I guess for the future, like I'm just saying it to individual teachers at the moment, and the response has been amazing, like more than I could have imagined this early in the piece. But um, the ultimate goal would to get it into schools as like whole staff CPD. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's something that I definitely would have invested my money in as an individual teacher, but um Teachers deserve to have access to it in schools and they don't have to pay for like they shouldn't have to pay for this. They should be provided this in schools. Right. And I think we pay tens of thousands for a university degree. And, you know, I think my course tells you more about actually teaching children than what uni taught me. And yeah, teachers deserve to have access to it. So I'm so excited about where this is going to go. <laughs> I'm just, this is my passion. And um, 
yeah, I just want this to be what I do. So I really, really hope that that's kind of the trajectory of this and I've got big hopes for it. And um, yeah, I'm just so excited. (laughs) I'm just so, so excited. Yeah, no, I've been so excited just like hearing about it and then seeing you finally release it and like viewing (laughs) modules. Like there's just so much like practical application and it, you're right. Mm -hmm. Like it totally just fills that gap that like teacher prep programs don't provide. Um, actually putting it all into action and like, yeah, like you said, swimming instead of just sinking when you're chugging. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Where can our, where can our listeners find you and access this course? So my Instagram is the dots unteachables. And I'm in the process of, and I think my, my website is the dash unteachables.com. But you can just head to my Instagram and click the link and that will take you to the Thinkific site where my course is located. Um, I have a sale on at the moment, but that's only happening for another week and then it'll be full price. Um, But, yeah, just connect with me through my Instagram. I'm more than happy to answer any questions. Um, But, yeah, see where it goes really because I'm just hoping that from here it will, yeah, I can do more with it, you know. Yeah, no, it's amazing. I'm so excited to see what you do. I love everything that you put out there. It's all so like helpful and practical. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today, Claire. We're definitely going to link link your Instagram. We're going to link that Thinkific link to your course. Um, I think this is definitely something that like we need to get out to more teachers. This yeah. is a tool. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. I've, <laughs> because I've just released it two days ago. I'm kind of in that very sleepy come down period where I'm just so yeah. relieved that it's out there and I'm just so happy. Um, yeah. It's very exciting. Thank you so much for tuning into the Calm Classroom podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we would absolutely love and appreciate if you could leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you're currently listening and share with others who may also be interested in this topic. Feel free to reach out to us directly at podcast at thecalmclassroom.org. Again, that's podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T at thecalmclassroom.org to ask questions, share ideas, or submit your stories to the podcast. And we'll see you next week for a brand new episode.